And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Boshiel and Zach coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings on birds with friends. All I know is Zach said he has a game where Sheel don't read both 7,000 movies. And I said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, and so the yeah, that's of, what I, really what I needed was not to get at least one more reader. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends Tuesday afternoon. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Morris here to talk about the Eagles' last practice before they open the preseason on Thursday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers at the link. We have lots of news to get to, some injuries at practice today that perhaps may constitute the end of the left tackle competition. But before we get into that, we got to start with the important things. Marissa is uh, just returning from Brown's practice, and we need to know, Marissa, what's the scouting report now that you have finally laid eyes on hashtag <laughs> Shields Legs? Well, so it's very funny. I was driving up to the facility, and I was driving past the media parking lot, and I saw our other coworker, Jason Lloyd. Uh, so I, of course, pulled over. I have not met him in person yet. So I was like, wow, this is so funny. We got out of the car. We were chatting. And I look down the street and what do I see? But hashtag Shields legs walking right towards us. <laughs> so we had a brief, brief uh, introduction in person. Um, you know, he's got a national reporter job to do. So he's very busy, he had to get ready to get going. But um, we are having dinner later tonight. So I'm very excited to Big actually flex. chat in person. Yeah. Where are you but- guys going to dinner? I'm not sure yet. Um, we, oh, okay. both, we were discussing last night and we both said we're very um, indecisive in terms of picking a <laughs> restaurant. So maybe we should just like tweet out a poll and have everybody choose because that's a good of, idea. Honestly, between the two of us, we might not even end up deciding on a place, but I, there's some there's some good options. So. Although by the time this appears, yeah, you guys true. will have already eaten dinner. I well, presume it, it, it won't be a steakhouse and no. I presume I presume they will have gluten free options. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. There's a there's a few good um, options on that list, so I'm gonna so, hopefully make him decide. But so what did we think about the legs? Uh, like great, was it high legs. shorts? He was uh, wearing shorts, great legs. Okay. Um, good amount of hair, not too hairy. <laughs> like, did it look like he like did, it, he doesn't look like he skips leg leg day, right? He he gets no. a little bit of workout. Okay. And I didn't I didn't get that. But he also he's not too focused on leg day where he's all calf. No, no. Okay. But it was just funny, like the whole approach, because, you know, he was down the street and I just saw him walking towards us. And he didn't said, do some kind of like like jiggly, no. weird walk just to, <laughs> just to trip you up. He did not. I think he was taken off guard because it was just me and Jason standing there in the middle of this side street <laughs> by the media parking funny. lot. Um, 
But yeah, it was a very funny coincidence that that was the very first uh, in-person introduction. But I'm excited uh, for our dinner date. And, you know, of course, being Auntie Marissa, I did have to get the girls a little something, a little surprise oh, to take nice. home. So, that is nice. Yes. So hopefully Naya and Lila will have a good little souvenir from Cleveland. From so. Marissa Auntie. I like yes. that. Now, yes. now, question for you. That uh, It's been a week since you were outed by Bo in that outstanding story. <laughs> When you go to practice, and, and your picture was in the story, when you yeah. go to practice, do people recognize you now? Um, th- I did get a lot of nice compliments from some of um, the PR department. Um, they came up to me and introduced themselves, which was very nice. I held it together. I didn't cry, so that was a good thing. That's I don't good. want them to come up to me in person and then be just start like, <laughs> bawling my eyes out and then be like, yeah, sorry I said anything. Um, I like Mike, that PR Michael department Michael has there gotten too. a few comments um, from people inside the facility that have read it. Um, really nice things, and everyone said really great stuff. So, again, um, if you haven't read it, go listen. Bo, I mean, go read. Bo did such an excellent job. So, very touching. Listen, listen to Marissa talk about it too. <laughs> um, well, it's funny. I was trying to think the other day of like who the right um, analog on the Eagles offensive line would be for like where Michael was last year. And I think it's probably, it's probably got to be Casey Tucker, right, Zach? He's that been in the league for the... a couple of years, but he's never really had a chance. Yeah. The other one would be, would be Brett Toth, but oh, Toth's I think a Casey good one. Tucker, I think Casey Tucker's a good one. If, if you look at who the comparison is now, probably Sua because he's, he's played and mm. started. I would go Brandon Brooks because I think he's established <laughs> himself as one of the best in the league. Marissa will love that <laughs> the comparison is Brandon Brooks. I I, be, uh, he's got a lot more to do to get a Brandon Brooks comparison. That's for well. Sure. I mean, just one man's opinion. What can I say? Send that to his agent, right? Yes. <laughs> he was I like mean, that. I'm totally. I mean, I'm totally in the bag. I'm, this is. I, I will not be objective about uh, about the Duns moving forward. I would just love if if uh, if. If Michael's agent goes into contract negotiations with Andrew Barry and says, <laughs> "So Brandon Brooks's deal, that's our strong." <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's like it's like the Daryl Morey uh, uh, yes. approach, right? Ask for the moon, and then exactly. however far you come down, you're still getting a lot. Yep. All right. Uh, well, speaking of offensive line, Zach, we we do have news from practice, and uh, do you think that it is indeed the end of the left tackle competition? Why don't you update us on uh, what went on? Andre Dillard is he sprained his knee, so similar injury to what Devontae Smith had just a week and a half later. He sprained his knee during like individual drills. Yes. It was just warm ups. It was weird. And he is considered week to week. Of course, uh week to week now makes it almost impossible that uh he'll or very unlikely that he'll play in a preseason game. He was already behind in this competition by our eyes. And Jordan Mailata will now get all those snaps at left tackle. So one would think that there is not going to be much of a competition going forward here unless an injury happens to Jordan. Uh, the other injury, and, and and we'll talk about left tackle, but the other injury we shouldn't mention, Kayvon Wallace is week to week with a groin strain. That has significance, of course, because Wallace has, has been in the running for the second safety spot. And while we're updating injuries, Ryan Kerrigan uh, he underwent thumb surgery. He'll be out seven to ten days. He had returned to practice on a limited basis, but it sounds like he wanted to do it now to clear this up for the season. Who do you think Ryan Kerrigan uh, like asks for advice on whether to get surgery? 
on his thumb. I don't know where this is going, but I would imagine the training staff would be the place he would ask. Okay, so he trusts those medical experts. (laughs) Now I see where this is going. Okay. Uh, Presumably so, yes. Got it, okay. Uh, the, the, we'll get to Dillard in a sec. The, the Kayvon Wallace thing, as you said, he has gotten uh, the majority of the reps with the first team opposite Anthony Harris while McLeod is still uh, not practicing, although he's sort of split them, I would say, something like uh, like 65-30 with Marcus Epps and then Andrew Adams occasionally going in there as well. Um, so this will be – we will see Marcus Epps next to Anthony Harris on Thursday night. Uh, and yeah, I think it's a, a missed opportunity for him. We'll, we'll see what McLeod's deal is. But then with Dillard, I mean, do you think, I mean, as you said, to us, the competition has been no competition. Um, I'm cur- I was curious to see what they would do for the game, whether they would give Dillard the shot. Um, but I mean, who are you fooling now if, if as you say, as long as Milada doesn't get hurt, if you don't just name him the left tackle, like let's, let's, let's move forward for week one already. Yes, and I I can't imagine it's going to be a formal declaration, right? Like I I don't I think Nick Sirianni is going to get up there and say Jordan Mailata is our guy, right? Because uh, then what if he gets hurt and you know, and then Dillard's his exactly. confidence is lost or whatever, yeah. But it will be implicit, number one, and number two, as as we've discussed for the past few months, if there is like that Jordan Mailata contract extension sometime in the next three four weeks, then that also cements it uh, because mm-hmm. he is a, a a pending free agent and he is in line now to be the starting left tackle. Do you think this is something of a soft landing for the Eagles and Dillard that they can, you know, they can point to the injury as it's too bad he wasn't able to prove what he could do, you know, on the field during the preseason. You know, that's why he's not winning the job. So, you know, we're looking forward to getting him work as as a backup. And by the way, if anybody wants to trade for him, he's still a, a starting caliber uh, left tackle who is dominant at camp, as we hear from national reporters. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting you say that. I, I've been thinking about that, it, the soft landing component. And it would probably have more merit, that argument, if this happened like the first weekend, right? If this happened at the same time as Devontae Smith. Right. And then it's like, well, he never really got the chance and Jordan was so good. Uh, the fact that we've had, what, 11 practices now, 10 practices, and Jordan Mailata has out, outplayed him. Uh, that doesn't make it as soft landing, but sure, like it's it's not as. But like at least from the like net from the league wide standpoint, there's no tape. Yeah, right. But I I th- I thought like the best scenario for the Eagles would be if if Dillard played well in games, right. or played decently in games, and then there was a trade market. Um, right. Because you're right. That that's certainly a plausible situation, and and now there's still the film from Washington State you know, before the 2019 draft. And, and he, he did have a few starts in 2019. But I got to imagine coming off a season-ending injury, now with a knee injury, uh, the market value is not very high. I was saying during the offseason, if he's not your starter, it behooves you to trade him. I don't know what you would get in a trade now. I don't think you're getting much more than someone else's disappointment. Which is fine. Sometimes those are the best trades, right? Like... Two change of scenery guys, and and see if the change of scenery works for for one or both. Yeah, I think that I think that is that because the thing is, I mean, Dillard doesn't even in practice he gets no snaps anywhere but left tackle. So if he's your if he's your game day swing tackle, it means that if Lane Johnson gets hurt, Mylotta's going to the right side, um, which you know 
that's fine. It's not the way that Jeff Stylin has liked to do things in the past, moving two people. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it's not it's not that dire of a situation. But um, I don't know. It depends on it depends on depends on what the market is. I guess. Yes, but I I I do think like for the purpose of this season here, when we've been talking about this competition going into the summer, I I do think we can essentially call the competition now. It's August 10th. I think so too. Yeah, there's three preseason games, and the other thing too is is I I would treat Jordan Mailata in, in these preseason games the same way I'm treating Jason Kelsey and Brandon Brooks. I totally and agree. Lane Johnson, right? Like I, I totally I don't agree. think I need to see more of him. Well, you know, for instance, on Thursday, our expectation is, you know, I I would be very surprised if Brandon Brooks plays. He played in team drills today for the first time for a couple of periods, but there's no reason to for him to play. Um, and and Sayamalo won't play, so you'll have probably uh, Mylotta, Opeta, Kelsey, Driscoll, Lane Johnson, and I would imagine that Mylotta should be coming out with Kelsey and Lane Johnson after you know two series or whatever it is that we're going to see. Exactly, and before the, if if Dillard was healthy, I think you would want to give them both ex- extended time, right? You would want to see them in game situations, mm-hmm. and so the, I I do think this changes the equation of the preseason i think that's a good point yeah i think that's a good point uh okay speaking of the preseason zach what did uh, what did nick sirianni tell us in terms of what to expect from uh, the starters on thursday well he he did not tell us what to expect because <laughs> he does not want to commit to something and then that changes and this is this is the same thing doug peterson used to do look coaches can approach it however they want I, I personally think, and I said this on the podcast two years ago, uh, I there's no competitive advantage in the preseason. Frankly, I I think it's it's beneficial for your customers, for your fans to know, like you know, if if you're getting in the car Thursday night, you're going to the game. You want to know how long you're seeing Jalen Hurts play. If you're tuning in on TV, you want to know how long you're going to see these starters play. I get it if it's a regular season game, but. There's no competitive advantage in the preseason, and they they do it under the the guys or like the uh, with the, the the rationalization that well if they say they're going to play a quarter but they end up playing more or or less then it, it looks like they weren't forthcoming. Uh, I I think like any reasonable person understands these things are fluid. If they come out and they're perfect on the first drive, right? You probably don't need to see more of it. If they can't move the ball. Or if there's a turnover and you don't see much of them, then you keep them on longer. Like I, I, I think reasonable people understand what would go into it. But look, they don't want to get in the grand scheme of things. It's 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 not that big a deal. It's an eventuality. We will see it by seven thirty on on Thursday night. We'll know how how long these guys are playing. But he did say they're going to play, and he, he said most of the guys are going to play. And I think that's relevant because I believe it was Joe Judge who said they were treating the first preseason game here the way they used to treat the fourth preseason game which which means like they're playing their their you know their backups not right. going with the starters uh and because you don't have that fourth preseason game this year it's it's interesting how coaches are going to approach it right because there is an extra week off between the third preseason game and the regular season so exactly yeah exactly. that's interesting um the other interesting part of uh, Sirianni's press conference, as I keep saying the word interesting, Zach, is uh, he ex- he explained that from a play-calling standpoint, of course, Sirianni has never called plays before. Uh, he is going to be 
calling the plays into Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, who will then be the one communicating with the quarterbacks and relaying the calls. And uh, this, it sounds a little bit inefficient. And I got to say, credit to, you know, reporter of the year, Zach Berman, well-deserved, because in that encyclopedic memory, you go right back to 2016 and you have you have been here, done that. Well, not reporter of the year. It was it was you who wrote the story of the year last week. Um, but you you just won an award. I didn't, I'm not winning any awards. <laughs> it's been a long time since I won an award. Didn't you win one last year? Yes. Yeah. But I'm saying that was that was for. Well, last they don't year. give them out every month. They, they, well, no. They, but I'm saying no I'm not. Awards. <laughs> I'm not the reporter of this no, year, right? Like, let's okay. let's. Let's be honest, right? It's, well, the it's rain, you're the reigning reporter of the year. I mean, if if you ask Tom Brady what his favorite ring is, he'll say the next one, right? Like, like, like we're on to the next one, you know. Mm. Uh, so, anyways, that's besides the point. Um, yeah. So this was a I, I don't want to say it was like an issue, but it was something that came up in 2016 with Doug Peterson when he was explaining that he was going to do it that way because that's the way Andy Reid did it, where uh, the you know, the head coach was the play caller. He calls the play into the offensive coordinator who then gives it to the quarterback. And the reason is, is, is because of the different channels and you want to be able to talk to different people. Uh, eventually Doug Peterson thought it was just more efficient if he called the play into the quarterback. So that's what happened. It, it does seem to me to be inefficient to add a layer in the communication stream, especially when, when everything is has, has to be quick, right? Like you want to get the play in as soon as you can. Um, that said, uh, there's a reason, you know, I, I mean, Nick Sirianni isn't like, he didn't pick this out of the blue. You know, he, he's clearly thought about this. He's clearly thought about the mechanics of it. He said they've been working on it and he wants to be able to speak with other coaches, um, leading up to the play. So he, he'll give the play to Steichen and then Steichen will give it to Hertz. But it, it, it does seem inefficient to me. Yes. Okay. How about yeah, you? We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't thought about it that much, but it does. It seems inefficient. And the fact that Doug went through this and, like, you know, aborted the plan before his week one game tells you that it probably is uh, not the best way of doing business. But I now, guess we'll, we'll see. You know, I, I, I guess we can find out more about it. We should check with our Indianapolis guys. Uh, but perhaps Frank Reich, like, he saw the way it was in Philly, and he wanted to change it, right? Perhaps this is the way Reich did it in Indianapolis. Um, I, I don't know. I, I will say that uh, a little morsel of information here, Nick Sirianni is the primary play caller for the first time in his career, but it's not his first time calling plays. Frank Reich used to let him do it in the preseason, which is something Doug did with his offensive coordinators in the, in the past too. And then – Nick gave this nugget in 2011 when he was the wide receivers coach in Kansas City. After they fired Todd Haley, he he called uh, he 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 was the he called the passing plays in that game. So mm. let's I should look up that game. Let's see. You can you speak while I do this. Bo. Well, I could, or I could let the <laughs> silence fester. I I think he said Green Bay. Is that what he said? Or I don't remember what he said. You were there, correct? I'm not the reporter of the year. I don't have to. I don't have to remember this stuff. Uh, it was either Green Bay or Pittsburgh. If if you literally just fill thirty seconds of time here, which 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 you do quite a bit, you do it well. I can get this game. 
Marissa, seriously, the, the one time he does not do it. I um, mean, he's only doing it on purpose. Now. Yeah, okay, everyone. Uh, okay, against Green Bay, he called the passing plays. Okay? And in that game against Green Bay, the Chiefs... Ooh, the Chiefs upset the mm. Packers 19-14. Kyle Wharton had 299 yards. The Packers, it was their first loss of the season. They were 13-0 and going into that game. And the Chiefs shocked them. Look at this. Kyle Wharton, 23 for 31, 299 yards. There you go. That was probably worth the wait, right? And we'll let the listeners decide. <laughs> Hashtag BWF worth the wait. With worth just wait. a yes or no. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, okay, Zach. Uh, well, let's get to our preview of Thursday's game because uh, in terms of today's Quactus report, really not much going on. Um, it was another light practice. And if you want to know the details, you can read them on the athletic. Uh, where let's the change your verb. Is. You should read the. You sh- you should read that. I I always like Bo's practice reports. I'm I'm gonna gaz up Bo here because uh, he he gets a, a lot of really good details. Bo is is one of the top guys in terms of watching like every play in practice. You always have good details in there. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. I'll, I'll take the compliment. I appreciate it. I don't know how accurate it is, but you know, that's fine. No, you're not a big like. Uh, you're not on the on the sideline schmoozing. You're you're there to work. Yeah, I'm there to work. I agree with yeah. that. And I'm also not there to like tweet the play by plays. You know. Yeah. No one's following me for the play by plays. If you want to know the stuff, read the story. What are they following you for? Out of curiosity. That's a good question because I don't know the answer to that. I'm not really <laughs> bringing anything to the table other than links to the stories that I want you to read. So. That's about it. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, okay. So instead of uh, talking about practice, Zach, we're going to preview Thursday's game. Let's let's go back and forth here 
and talk about the biggest storylines that we are looking forward to seeing on Thursday night. We'll go, uh, we'll do four, two each. So uh, I'll let you lead things off as we go through the, the, the four downs. I need a name for this segment, and a bird pun is not coming to me at the moment. So uh, you get first down. Okay. Uh, so this is an obvious one. It's low-hanging fruit, but it's it's pretty clear. Jalen Hurts, right? Jalen Hurts, uh, how efficient he is. I, I asked him what does he want to see from himself in this game, like what personal benchmarks, and he just said one word, efficient, right? And I, I think that's accurate. Like I, I don't think Jalen Hurts has been bad this summer, but I don't think he's been an, an efficient enough passer. And when we talked about that practice the other day, uh, when you just see the amount of it now, it it it, it might have been a better practice than we made it out to be. But the amount of incompletions are concerning within the context of he was not an efficient passer last year. He was what fifty two fifty three percent in terms of completion percentage, and he's had these these passes this year that have hit the ground during the summer. So I want to see how efficient he is as a passer in this game. Well, and I also want to see you know is he. You know, these games are obviously not going to be the most uh, stimulating from a schematic standpoint, but is he is he uh, making plays with his legs? Is he getting outside the sure. pocket, making plays downfield? All that stuff that we can't really judge accurately in practice, do, does it come out uh, in the preseason? So well, I think that's fair. Is, is that a follow-up to mine, or is that yours? No, no, that's just okay. following up to yours. Got it. Um, I will say, you know, I, I would have said the left tackle uh, battle, but... Without Dillard, and as you said, maybe now we see even less of Mylotta. I will not say that. Um, and it's, I also, you know, week one, I can't wait to see what the defense looks like. But Sirianni, you know, talked up today this this advantage that they have because no one has tape on them. Like, they're going to be unveiling these new schemes, which I think is, like, so overstated. But mm-hmm. uh, so I can't really say I want to see what the defensive scheme is going to look like because I don't think we're going to see um anything too interesting so um and and like you know Devontae smith's not playing who knows how much Jalen rager is going to play so in terms of like players with juice there's not a ton of, of those young guys either uh so i'm gonna say i am looking forward to seeing uh jeez I guess I want to see I want to see Milton Williams. <laughs> okay. Um because he is the he's the uh who is yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 totally lost in thought here. But uh I think we don't have a, a chance to judge Milton Williams that well in practice. I mean, he's moving inside and outside. He flashes every now and then. Sometimes he gets beat. Um but with all like defensive linemen, offensive linemen, running backs, linebackers, like the the way to judge them in preseason means so much more than in um than sure. in training camp. So uh he's a guy who I want to see. Can he uh can he be the third defensive tackle? Can he is he gonna be an effective edge rusher? Um I don't know. He seems like an interesting guy to watch. Sure. I'm sorry, That's I'm a little good. bit distracted. Go ahead. Everything okay? Everything's fine. Are are we staking this or are we just no, you can go. This is this is less competitive and more okay. uh, teamwork. And then the next so one is competitive. So I I want to see and so we're on second down here. This is third down. We're only we're only doing two. Oh, each. we're all, okay. We're only doing two each. Yeah. I, I thought we each are doing it down. Okay. 
So I, I want to see how well they tackle. They have oh, not tackled good. to the ground during training camp. That's something you're really only going to see in in live games. Um, you know, I, I remember talking to a coach uh, in the past who, you know, I was, I was like, why aren't you tackling? He's like, we'll tackle on Thursday, you know, <laughs> which is which was like they have three shots. For, well, back then it was four shots to tackle this year. It's three shots to tackle. Uh, but I, I think that's what's going to be, uh, you know, uh, someone like Eric Wilson, for instance, who I, I think has has looked good this summer. A knock on him has has been his tackling. You're going to have some open field tackling attempts. I, I, I think this this defense ha- has shown a lot of good qualities this summer uh, in terms of their aggressiveness. But you need to be able to tackle well, and I want to see how well they tackle. I think that's good, and we've also, you know, in the beginning of camp. The defense was like very physical. I feel like that has toned down of late. Would you agree with that? Uh, yes, uh, to an extent. I, I also think we're more accustomed to seeing it. I mean, they're, okay. they're still going after strips, but I don't think it's as pronounced. We're going to see this. Before. We're going to see this hits principle. Yes. In action. Um, okay. Uh, you know, I'd like to say that I want to see Sirianni calling plays, uh, but like. Maybe game situation stuff, like how does he handle that? Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if we're going to get like many opportunities to judge him on that, um, on that front in this preseason game. So how about uh, just like very broadly, like who's going to pop? Who's going to, you know, of all these guys at the bottom of the roster, they're going to play the majority of the game. Uh, I think we'll probably, you know, if, if I'm just guessing, pure purely speculation, I feel like we'll see the ones for... The first quarter, the twos for maybe like into the third quarter, and then the, and then the threes after that. And there are a few positions where they like they do not have uh, like a full third team. So there are going to be a couple guys who are going to get going to get run into the ground in this game. But you know, who's going to go win a job? Who's going to pop? Who's going to you know? Who's going to pose a threat to Coyote Awashika as my bottom of the roster crush, which has not been officially decided yet. Um, I don't know. That's that's what that's really what I want to see. Now, what are you expecting for sideline attire for Nick Sirianni? Oh, good question. Visor. Yeah, I I think the visor's a given. Uh, but but the reason I I ask is because hashtag Eagles, Sirianni's legs. <laughs> he won't be in shorts. But Eagles coaches in the past have have the the last three coaches at least have gone with the all black look, right? Like they've they've, New they've gone black shirt, black pants. Or black top, black pants. Um, that that was always Andy Reid. Chip Kelly followed it, and Doug Peterson did it. Um, yeah, Nick has, uh, Nick adds adds like you know he's 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 done like that t shirt hoodie that we've talked about uh, quite a bit. So mm-hmm. I don't mean to go down a tangent here, but I'm know, glad this is on your radar. <laughs> I was just I was just curious because well because he he wears in practice a lot. He he wears the player t shirts. He's obviously right. not going to wear that in a game. Um, but uh, you know, someone remarked to me who was at practice, who who it was a national person. Now it wasn't Shield, but it was Ooh. a national person. Who said like Nick blends in more than like any coach he's seen, right? Like like if you're watching practice, you wouldn't necessarily be able to pick out who the head coach is, right? I think that's yeah, that that tracks. And I I don't know if that's a bad thing either. You know, he's 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 not one of these guys who stands like twenty feet away and and has like you know like uh a certain, right. you, know, you know, don't come near me. Aura, I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, there's, there's, there's. I, I think part of the charm, if you will, about Sirianni is like the one of a guy's component to him. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious uh, what the game day attire is going to be. Although, as I say it, it's probably I, I didn't expect like a three minute deviation on it. Hmm. Call her uh, Joyce Heiser. Call call Nick Sirianni Joyce Heiser because he's just one of the guys. You know what I mean? I I don't know the reference. Hmm. Okay, get get to work on your uh, late '80s movies. Um, did you have anything else on the cutting room floor? I feel like you gave this more more thought. You've got you've got storylines pegged. Well, yeah, I mean, in the in a past life, as Pat Shermer mm. used to say when he referred to former jobs, previous jobs, in a past life, I used to do like the ten things I'm watching this preseason game or the fifteen things I'm watching. And so you're this still doing it. Game. So uh, we're not doing it because we're teaming up in an article, but but yeah, there's there's a lot that um you know the the rookies that have jumped out to us, Zach McPherson, for instance. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how how he does. Uh, Tyree Jackson is a player who okay well we'll get to these guys yeah. we'll get to so these guys. so like like that kind of stuff you know I I have a lot of that in my notes okay and now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream Directv satellite free you see this a family watching baseball on Directv with no satellite dish in sight let's heckle them you call that changing the channel choke up on the remote buddy I hope getting all these games on Directv makes up for your mother not preach you and your sunflower seeds Directv has the most MLB games visit Directv.com claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package high speed internet service required terms and restrictions apply. All right, this is going to be our next segment, Zach. Uh, okay. Let's call it, I don't know, um, Rook, who's coming to dinner? Uh, this is what we're going to do. We have eight categories. We're going to predict uh, these eight categories, and no player can be drafted twice, okay? okay? So the eight categories are who is going to lead the Eagles in rushing, who is going to lead the Eagles in receiving, who is going to score a touchdown? Who is going to commit a penalty? Who is going to get a sack? Who is going to get an interception? And then two more subjective ones. Who is going to surprise in a good way? And who is going to disappoint? And uh, I will let you go first. So I went so, first last time. You got this. Okay, I'll go first. So there are so there because there are uh, I, when I make a pick, like I will choose which category I'm going to do make my pick and then oh, you okay. can pick your pick for that same category since there's no reason to there's only okay. there's only one pick per category and then you can make your selection for a different category does that okay. make sense yep okay so i'm gonna go with uh the player who i think is going to commit a penalty and i'm gonna go with brett toth Oof. I think that Brett Toth is a good bet to commit a penalty because there is uh, no backup left tackle right now. So Brett Toth's going to have to play a lot of this game at left tackle. Now they could move, uh, they could try to move Jack Driscoll to left tackle at some point, but he's going to have his work cut out for him at right guard. Yeah. The other emergency backup left tackle would have been Casey Tucker. He's out. So I think we're going to get like three quarters of Brett Toth at left tackle here. So I think that, not only not only could he commit a penalty, but second half he's going to be gassed. He's definitely going to commit a penalty. So I feel I feel good about my Toth selection. That's well thought out. Uh, most likely to score a touchdown. 
Well, do you want to take your penalty? Do you want to say who you want to go for a penalty? Or do you want oh, to Oh, okay. So we're doing okay. Uh, I'm gonna go Nate Herbig on that. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think Herbig's gonna play quite a bit, and he he can be a little grabby sometimes. He sure can. Yeah, has been working as the second team center. Uh, the last couple of days after being the first team left guard. I wonder if it will be. Actually, I, I do wonder if he'll get to start left guard and then move to center or if or if Opeta will get to start left guard. I'm curious. Okay. Yes, go ahead to your next one. So most likely to score a touchdown. Uh, I'm going to go Jordan Howard. Oh, I had him on my list. Good pick. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, he he's the he's the short yardage guy, right? He's he's uh if if they're near the goal line, he's he's not the type of guy who who they're like putting bubble wrap on, obviously. So he's gonna play. I don't know how much film they need to see on him, but they're gonna play him. Uh, so yeah, so I I think five yards and in, uh, they, you know, there's a good shot that that bet will pay. That's a good one. I'm gonna go with most likely to score a touchdown. I will take Tyree Jackson. Good one. That was on my list, too. I think that uh, he will be a red zone option. And, uh, you know, these quarterbacks don't often throw the ball to wide receivers. So Tyree Jackson is my pick. So now I can't use Tyree Jackson in any other category, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. Including the surprise and the disappoint ones. Correct. Okay. That was so that's I probably <laughs> been, I, sh- I should have been more strategic then. Okay. Well, that's OK. OK. Um, I will take um, most likely to. Lead the Eagles in rushing. And I'm going to go Jason Huntley. And I think this is a two-man race. I don't want to say who the other man is in case you are not going to take him. Um, But I think that maybe Huntley will get more action as a receiver. But I think he of the guys who are going to play in the second half at running back, he's the one who who can pop a big one. He was my top option there, too. But I will go Kenny Gainwell. Oh, interesting! I was thinking I, Holyfield. No, because I I think they're gonna get I think they're gonna get a lot of tape on on Gainwell. Okay, that's fair. That makes sense. All right, uh, you get so the I'm next up one. here, most likely to get a sack. I got to stay on brand, right? Josh Sweat's gonna play. Ooh. <laughs> and um, Josh Sweat just gets to the quarterback. He's done it every day this summer. Um. Who's 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 going to be the quarterback? Is it going to be Mason Rudolph? Is it going to be Dwayne Haskins? In any event, uh, give me give me Josh Sweat. Okay, I will take Teron Jackson because okay. I think he's going to get the most playing time on the edge of the uh, backup options. Okay. Um, most likely to disappoint. I'm going to go Jalen Rager. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know how much he's going to play, um, but with this first-team offense, you know, Jalen Hurts and Rager have not connected too often, um, and I'm not so sure that he and Flacco are going to be on the same page if he plays. He may not even play that much, so maybe maybe it's a bad pick because he it's not really a disappointment if he only plays, you know, half of a quarter, but mm-hmm. uh, if he does play, I feel like he will be underwhelming. Okay. Uh, I don't love that it, pick by me. I, I yeah, regret it so, already. So this is a hard one too because, like, I, I, I have, you know, written down here maybe like Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, but frankly, I don't know how much they're going to play. Right, so it's so it's hard for me to go in that direction with that pick. Um, 
I think wide receiver is probably a, a good way to go. And uh, but Rager is 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 where I would have gone. So let me. Can I give you? Can I? Can I? Can I give you another one? If you if you want it. Sure. I think Jack Driscoll could disappoint because <laughs> okay. uh, that and this is not. I still like Jack Driscoll long term, but if he's going to be playing most of this game at guard, I think he's not. He's still getting his sea legs at guard. He gets overpowered a little bit, um, and mm-hmm. you know we have high expectations for the guy after a, a pretty solid rookie season that he'll step in and be able to be playable right away. I think. I think I could see, um, especially if he's playing right guard with the ones. I could mm-hmm. see a couple tough moments early for him, just in terms of getting overpowered. I like that. You talked me into it. I I I will go with that one. Okay, you got it. All right, uh, there so, are three left: receiving, yeah. interception, and surprise in a good way. So, leading receiver here, I'll go Quez Watkins. He's, okay, he's he's going to play. He's he, he has the uh, the chance for a deep catch. He's shown more volume this um, summer. Uh, so, I I, th- I think that's a good way to go. So the question now is, do I, you know, do I think this is going to be just re- like, is it going to be just Andre Patton and Jamon Osbon playing the entire second half? Or are we going to see a, a little bit more than that? Because the numbers there are not great. Um, I will go with J.J. Ortega Whiteside mm-hmm. because he's playing, he's playing for his roster life. Mr. August, too. You yeah. know, that, well, if you remember after, after that Ravens it's game one of the in 2019. One you've ever said. After 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 that Ravens game in nineteen, Howie Roseman was getting texts from all these GMs saying mm. he's going Rookie of the Year. That's right. Remember that? So. Yeah. <laughs> guy loves guy guy loves getting texts. <laughs> um, um, I'm going to go with uh, most likely to record an interception, and you know where I got to go here. <laughs> I do know where you got to go here. Elijah Riley, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, listen, I mean, there's going to be he's going to play a lot, presumably. And uh, I don't think I don't think Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph are strangers to letting the ball sail a little bit. So uh, Elijah will be there to uh, pro- I would guess maybe five interceptions in this game for Elijah. <laughs> uh, that's that's a good one there. Um, you know who I'm going to go with for the interception? Kevon Seymour. No, Lavert Hill. Ooh, I have him on here. Had that pick six the other day. Yeah, right. You know he might be feasting on. On your uh, Dwayne Haskins. Or, I like that. Yeah, Michigan versus Ohio State crime, right? There you go. Well, not crime, but you know what I mean. Well, crime enough. All right, Zach, the last one, surprise in a good way. It tells you how excited we are that the last one we're doing is who's going to be good. <laughs> but uh, You know what? I'm going to go Aaron Sipos. Oh, I, think, I have him on here. Yeah, I think. Uh, oh, you took him. Yeah, I think he, he booms a few, a, a few punts here and. All of a sudden, it's it's oh, like so Eagles funny. found, you know, they they found the they gem. Did it here. Again. There's no need to look for it, another punter. They have their guy in the building. That's so funny. I thought about that too. I'm gonna go. Uh, then I'm gonna go Nick Mullins. Okay. Because I think Mullins is gonna get the like. I mean, imagine how uninterested Joe Flacco is gonna be to play in this game. Like <laughs> we see how uninterested he is in practice, and he doesn't even have to worry about getting hit. Like for him to be playing in this game behind like a backup offensive line, he is gonna want to have. No interest, um, and I don't think they're gonna. I don't think the Eagles are gonna have, force him to play very often. So I think Joe we're gonna Flacco. get we're, we're gonna get a lot of Mullins, and uh, you know Mullins, you know, for all of his, uh, for all of his flaws, which are many, uh, the flaws are usually 
in service of fun football. Like he'll run around, he'll throw the ball up, he'll throw picks, but at least they will be interesting. Sure. So maybe he has a chance to go out there, run around, make some magic, and and make the Eagles think twice about keeping Flacco. Flacco during the open practice the other night called a timeout. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he didn't like I missed this. I didn't see it, but yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, was, in practice, was... called the timeout because he didn't like the look. Like, I, I respect it, man. I respect it. That's uh... he's gonna. He's like the the twos are gonna go out there in the second quarter, and Flacco is gonna call three straight timeouts and then go to the bench and say that I did my job. That's kind of like the and guy Nick's in like three say on he's three. Seen a lot of football. That's like the guy in three on three or in two on two who who calls like the tacky touch foul. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like come on, really? Right. I mean, Just what play. are we doing here? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like to call a foul on yourself, I feel like is such a is such a a high bar. Yeah, know? I mean, it, it really needs to impede the shot, right? Like right. He, I like, mean, I'll call a foul on myself if I'm the one fouling. Pretty. Oh, you're honest. Yeah, but I'm like, if I'm driving and someone just like gives me a little body, I'm not going to call a foul on that. What are we doing? I would agree. Okay. All right, Zach. Well, how do you think uh, Sheila Marissa's dinner is going to go? I think it's going to go well. I mean, um, yeah, I think there's going to be good conversation. I think it's going to be uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what what the food is. Cleveland has some good restaurants. I like uh, I, I, I like some of the spots in Cleveland. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like it's, – it's great because they've known each other now for over a year. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, first time like getting together in person. So, you know, so there's a lot to catch up on. But there's already that comfort level with the person, if that makes sense. Mm, good scouting report. Marissa, how did he do? I, I think that sounds great. I'm looking forward to the evening. I will. We will definitely like take notes and have a full report of uh, the conversation for sure. Can we get a post-game pod from the two of you guys? <laughs> Maybe we'll just pod during dinner. Maybe that'd be great episodes tonight. <laughs> it would be the best. It would be the best episode we've had in a long time. I would imagine. Please keep a national reporter media. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, a national reporter meter. Like basically, like um, mm. you know, things that practice, or or, uh, or like, like, like you know, I was talking oh yeah, I was up so... in Buffalo talking to Sean McDermott, <laughs> and he said something very similar to what you just <laughs> yeah, said. exactly, like, or yeah, they, uh, that's yeah, so funny. Yeah. Uh, Harb said the same thing the other day. Exactly, things like that. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like 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 to just point out how he's how he's different than us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will keep a note sheet in my phone. And all the specific references. <laughs> I was I was reading a national column recently, which was outstanding. But it was like everything was was like so. This coach and I were talking, right? And it's like, all right, yeah, I assume that's the case because you're writing about him, <laughs> right? That's okay. All right. Uh, well, I guess that'll do it. We will be back on Thursday night with a post game pod, the first of the year, oh, following God. the Eagles. Game against the Steelers. Are you excited for the first post-game pod, Zach? No. no I'm not. I mean, <laughs> I'm always excited for the pod, but uh, look, I, I put a lot into these games and like have 1 a.m. That's, that's, you know, and then knowing you, you're going to extend it like with with some meaningless uh, banter sure. just, to, no doubt. just to draw my ire. Yes, I might say something that I regret at some point. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's as good a tease as you could possibly get. <laughs> so uh, we will do that. Although I'm more conditioned for it now, 
Like I'm ready for it now. The first preseason, if you remember, oh, I was uh, one not of the ready best. for it. I, I did mean, not know what was coming. Right? I knew you guys stayed and did the podcast. You were so miserable. You poor. Th- it was. I felt. I did feel bad for you, but it was. It made for a good podcast. <laughs> yes. So, uh, but I'm 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 prepared now, and I'm I'm I always look forward to podcasting with you. So. Likewise. All right, uh, that'll do it. We will be back on Thursday night. Thanks for listening. And for Zach and Marissa and Shield and Shield's legs, I'm Bo. And as always, we love you.